Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. You're tuned in to The Show on the Road, a new podcast where I interview songwriters, band leaders, and musicians from around the world. My name is Zach Lupertin. I've been the frontman of the California Roots Orchestra Dust Bowl Revival for 10 years, and I've been touring in bands since I was 14, and I've always wanted to ask my favorite writers and music makers what really makes them tick. What makes them write the songs they write? This is my chance to find out. This week on the show, The Shook Twins. A psychedelic folk rock band out of Portland, Oregon, they are fronted by the effervescent twin sisters, Lori and Caitlin. We talked about their origins as a renegade loop artists in Idaho, how they keep their fragile relationships together when they're never home, and how loneliness cannot exist if you have a twin sister. We taped this in a hotel room in Las Vegas, and let's just say you don't know what's happening in the room next door until it happens live on your podcast. Let's go. Is it the Shook Twins or just Shook Twins? Just Shook Twins. But it, it, I mean, it gets tricky because if you refer to, uh, like, just Lori and I, then it's the Shook Twins because we are the Shook Twins. But if it's our band, then it's no the Shook Twins. But we just don't, I just don't like the the when you see it written down. Yeah. When you write it down, there's never a the. It hurts her feelings. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> to my left is Caitlin. Hi. And Lori's over here in the yellow shawl. Oh, I'm a shawl. Imagine it. In Radioland, it's just like a golden sunset around her neck. What about my outfit? She's got a good necklace. Though. She's got a sweet kind of like New Age Egyptian Ooh, rock yeah. goddess necklace there with um, spangly crystal earrings. Spangly. Is that a word? Oh, star spangled <laughs> banner. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, we're all sitting on the floor here. It's going to be a, a rug burn tastic podcast. <laughs> when did you guys start singing together? Uh, Our first four? song was maybe we were two. Uh, or that was the first time we danced. Every time the song, uh, you got my mind, I got my mind set on you. I got my mind set George on George Harrison. But we thought it was, I got my mustache on you. Because my dad always had a mustache. And we. Every time that song came on and we were like two, my parents always noticed. They'd look in the rear view mirror in the car and we'd both be dancing the same ways to that song every time that came on. That was dancing, but then singing was... Didn't that. Is that a Traveling Wilbury song? Or uh-huh. is that... Or no, is it's that George, George Harrison. Yeah, it's George. Traveling Wilburys, there's also dancing one we did to them. But singing, we were four and we our first song was about going to grandma's house and... <laughs> Said our Over the woods? Not quite. I mean, we, it was our own little version. It, said, it went like this. It went, we're on our way to Grandma's house. It's not too buzz. It's not too buzz. That was it. What, is, what does buzz mean? Yeah, I don't know. The we've, been, we've been pondering it our whole life. Are there early recordings of this? No. I know. 
Oh, I wish. But we remember it as like some grandiose, yeah. just symphony of <laughs> butterflies and unicorns. But well, maybe it, there were other songs. But yeah. my parents were like, "Nope, that was it. That was the grandma <laughs> hit, grandma's house hit." We were like, really? That's it? It's not too buzz, and there was nothing else. <laughs> Is your dad still rocking the mustache? Yeah. yeah. Wait, and a beard, and a little beard, mm-hmm. a wee beard. Did your folks play awesome music around the house? Yeah, yeah. a little bit here and there. Um, they did. A, they played a lot of Beatles. And Joni, but also they just listened to whatever we were listening to, and that was you know a lot of Celine Dion and yeah, my dad was super kids. into Celine. So are we. Yeah, don't deny it, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is in Sandpoint, Idaho. Yes, mm-hmm. home of Celine Dion. <laughs> 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 Secret <my> home. <laughs> our dad plays guitar too and mm-hmm. sings, and he used to sing harmony with his friend, best friend in the living room when we were really little, and they're like, this is harmony. Mm-hmm. I remember them trying to teach us harmony, and we're like, whoa. I didn't really understand what that meant. But. Mm-hmm. And all through grade school, we were in choir, and we'd sing together, and he was always trying to say, girls, sing harmony, and never got it. Never. <laughs> Until fifth grade, I think we finally got it. But I'm curious, you know, when you guys create songs, especially since your uh, brains are so intertwined in, in creating and singing, and is there a time where you come up with a song presented to her you come up with a song presented to your sister or do you guys sort of germinate songs from the ground up together we do that we both we do both of those things mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly but uh, a lot of the ones lately have been totally mutual being in the same room together and just Not letting lately, it actually the last three have been me yeah that's true but we sit in rooms and we isolate ourselves and let them fall from the sky that's what happens. But yeah, last three, Lori wrote all by herself. Do they start with chords or or with lyrics? Uh, simultaneously, yeah. chords and lyrics. Mm-hmm. Probably chord chords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then really quickly lyrics. Otherwise, I'm like these chords are dumb. <laughs> and you guys have your own van, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turtle shell. A turtle. Is that the name? Of the it should be. So, yeah. yeah. Turts. Turts. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so we haven't really properly named it. We call it Sprinty Poo. Stupid. <laughs> you started touring how long ago, full time? 2010. Full time? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Was it a, a big leap or was it just like we have to do this? Gradual. Yeah, everything was gradual. I was like, how? lots of people asked us, when did you decide to do this for your life? I'm like, I don't know. We just graduated college in something not that not musical. Radio, TV, digital media production. Yeah. Same degree. Film majors. Yeah. yeah. Com. It was mostly com. Journalism and mass media. Where'd you go to school? <laughs> University, University of Idaho. The fighting... Viking. Vandals. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> know our mascot. The Vikandals. Oh, shameful. <laughs> well, it's basically the same thing. Um, so you guys didn't study music in college. I took one music theory class, and we did call, uh, choir in college. We did choir from fifth grade to freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. But we just... did choir hard. <laughs> You're addicted. But the, the music theory class was literally the hardest class of my whole college career, which is shameful to say, but, but it's just intense. And I just didn't, um, I understood it kind of, but it, it made me feel lost in music. And so I was just like, I don't want to, I don't think I like this side of music because that's what I love so much about music is that you can know 
you can know it both ways. You can know it from your heart where it's just like, this sounds good. This feels good. I'm going to play this chord. This sounds good with this chord. What's this? With I don't my know. my fingers like this. Yeah, my fingers are like this. My voice is like this. And this sounds great, you know? Or you can know exactly what the fuck you're doing and... I'm well, you play banjo, guitar, magical beatbox. <laughs> what else am I missing? Some little keyboard. I play a little, keyboard, a little mandolin. A little mandolin. I play a little bit of bass. Xylophone. Glockenspiel. 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 It's a glockenspiel. Percussion. Mm-hmm. And is there any formal training in any of this? No. Mm-hmm. Except for choir. Yeah. Except for vocals, mm-hmm. chords. That's, I, That's we consider that our main instrument, actually. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a warm-up you do before you do a show? No. Nope. We go, oh, archer that way for the band before me. That's how I warm up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just cheer for Lucy, Lindsay Lou. Lucy Lou? Yeah, how do you keep your voices strong throughout a long tour? I just feel like every night it just stretches a little bit more, but I, I definitely noticed that first night of tour it just get it there it's really tight and sore and it's just gotta but by the end of the tour I could sing for hours and it doesn't bug me at all. So it's just just warming up the chords day on the daily. And yeah, there's no real method to it. I just sing the show and it works out. Thankfully. Yeah, we should probably do warm ups. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious also about the uh, the telephone microphone that you have. Um, how was that engineered, and when did, when did that come into play? That came into play. What was it? Two thousand ten. <laughs> it was. <clears throat> we were Lori and I were deciding to. We thought we were going to record our own album for a second. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Literally, a week. We're like, we could do this. Let's just record our own shit. We tried it, and it was just like, just as we're calling our friend that's a producer, okay, so we're looking at Pro Tools, okay, we're seeing a little squiggly line, and nothing's turning up. Like, do, do I render now? Yeah. It's just a C. Pro Tools is such a C, you know? It's just, it wasn't, wasn't our bag, so. Uh, but in that process, we were, exper- we did come out with a couple of things that we thought were really cool. We were experimenting with, um, Distortion and just like really slightly different textured vocals for for mine or, or just like the little little side things we do, you know. And so was, uh, after listening to it, we're like, wow, that's kind of cool. We should we should because it's a way also for us to separate our vocals. Because if we're always in the same kind of microphone singing together and we sing unison a lot, it's hard to tell that there's even two voices because they're we have identical vocal cords. And so we wanted to separate a little bit so I was looking for a bullet mic actually at first it's like a harmonica mic because that has the same vibe where it's just a little distorted and far away sounding on Craigslist and all of them were like a hundred bucks and I was broke and I was just like this sucks and <laughs> but then I found scrolling through hundred bucks yeah I couldn't afford a hundred bucks right on time back then um and I saw it's a DIY telephone microphone and I was like what and Clicked on it, it was twenty bucks, and some guy had just made it. He just—it's an old school telephone receiver from probably like the eighties or something, mm. and he made it himself, and then he sold it. You to just me for 20 bucks. reverse the thingies and put a thingy in the end of it, and go. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. It's actually really easy to make. And with a little bit of reverb, it's pretty—it's pretty magical sounding. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it just—yeah, it sounds like a distant call from space. Yeah, that's what call. I say. The yeah. single you put out in two thousand seventeen, "Shake." feels like there's a bit of commentary on mm-hmm. uh, the environmental 
collapse that we're creating. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the line, I'm curious about the line, the earth is trying to shake you down. Um, actually, can you read me that chorus, what, that, what the words are? Earth is going to shake, earth is going to shake, earth is going to shake you down. What are you going to do when the truth time comes and you cannot hide all the things that you have done? And what are you going to say when they ask you why you chose to live this way in your short, short time here on Earth is going to shake? <laughs> yeah, and that one, that one came out from, there's a, do you know about the Cascadian subduction zone? Go on. <laughs> it's a, the huge fault line right off the coast of, right by Portland off the coast of Oregon. And um, it's all these scientists have been saying, and, and my man actually was super into it and kind of obsessing about it and how terrifying it is, and he was telling me all these stuff, all these things. And, and just kind of now, Portland and Seattle, all those huge cities are there, are kind of waking up to the idea and publicizing, like, oh, maybe we should kind of get our shit together. and Because like, it's this huge earthquake that may or may not come while we're alive and just destroy everything. It happens every 300 years about, from what they calculated, and it's been 350 years, right? I don't know. Yeah, we're due for a big one in California. Yeah, Yeah, like we're talking huge, like nine point blah, blah, taking everything down, especially Seattle and Portland are just totally at risk because all their infrastructures are built on like these molten lava things where it's like will turn to like liquid and all the hospitals and elementary schools will fall <laughs> into this liquid. It's the most terrifying thing ever. It was uh, I, the New York Times put out a big article about it or, or New York or one of those. And um, so it was just in my brain and, t- and thinking about how, oh my God, what would be the scene post this huge earthquake? And uh, we were thinking it, you know, in the Northwest and kind of setting the scene for this couple that is trying to survive and like just about all, all the greed that would happen because all the people that have no idea how to survive with nothing around them, you know, and try without to grow using their hands without really working for something. Yeah. Or? You know, all, in, in one of the lines is all we have now is the, it's our hand and the light and the light from the sun. And, and it's just, <clears throat> it's a terrifying, you know, terrifying image to think about what it's going to be like when nothing's there. And, um, and my the backstory. I mean, the other oversight to that too is that Earth kind of to me is the god in that situation where they would, or the Earth would decide who gets to stay and who gets to carry on. <laughs> if they're if they're too greedy. And one of the lines also is people made of greed know they don't survive. And so that it was just kind of like a start over scenario too. Like, well, maybe if the Earth shakes everybody that's greedy down, then we can start over and have all the cool people left. <laughs> That's a positive note to the huge earthquake. <laughs> yeah, so maybe you just put this, you know, in a little MP3 player, you know, connected to space. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be like cautionary tale, <laughs> foreign being. Foreign being. <laughs> but also, you know, we have really nice rivers and and uh, you can go rafting on them and uh, we do sandwiches. That. You know, <laughs> we make great sandwiches down here. We got sandwiches, man. <laughs> <laughs> How do you arrange your songs once they get going? Um, that we use the help of our, our band boys a lot on that one. Who um, are those guys? We got uh, Nico is our main man. He's kind of our uh, he's like the third collaborator uh, and uh, soundscaper. He, soundscaper, yeah. He adds a lot of really cool textures and sounds, and he's really changed the way we've 
looked at music a lot and we just really write and bounce stuff off well together and so he's our main man and he adds a lot of just he just makes us sound cool and then <laughs> and then we got a badass bassist uh sydney nash and Barra Brown on the drums, and so we bring a song to the table at practice, and, and we just like, okay, boys, go for it, and then they make up just amazing parts. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, and they help us with the mm-hmm. arrangement, mm-hmm. but we usually come to the, the table with a generally full song, mm-hmm. and then they make we, it better. We, yeah, and we guide, and we're like, oh, let's try this, you know. It's really <coughs> nice to have some bandmates and musicians that are receptive to you know, whatever we suggest, they'll just do, we, we say like one descriptive thing and then they just nail it. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's just you know, the power They're of working with really good musicians. Yeah. What do you, I mean, do you guys consider your sound to be in some sort of easily digestible genre or is it f- free and fluid? I think so. I mean, free and fluid, but it's also very, it's very accessible and, uh, yeah, we try to write hooks, you know. Yeah. We try to be hooky. We try to we try to do a, what do you call it? An earworm. <laughs> do some earworms. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been saying that's your disco song. Yeah, yeah. kind of. I mean, it's got disco as beat. As we get, yeah. Yeah. That's now we have the Sydney uh, Nash. <laughs> and that's your newest song, "Stay Wild." Yeah. Yes. Um. Do you take cues from nature? when you're writing uh, songs. There seems to be some atmospheric kind of, I don't want to say whale noises. Ooh, but, uh, you can say whale noises. <gasps> the uh, narwhal noises. <laughs> like, I'm curious if there's stuff about your environment or nature that will start a song for you. Mm-hmm. I've never thought yeah. about it that way. With our soundscape ooey stuff, uh, you know, it just comes from whatever comes out but I think that is nature you know it's probably just shirt seeped in bird noises we're really into these Ooh, we should add bird noises we should uh, have you ever heard of the Cackle Sisters or the Dezurik Sisters no same people it's these two sisters from the 30s and they would yodel just like insane and we heard about them a lot and I think we were influenced by them because they would do these just insane yodeling and like uh, they would mimic birds they grew up on a farm so they would just make all their yodeling and like like a whole bunch of that kind of stuff it's just so cool so we somebody told us about them and we listened to them a lot and I think we have kind of infiltrated that like really weird little whoop like just those kind of things. Just your song, what window has, yeah. has all of that? Yeah, you yeah. whooped along with yeah, the you nailed can you, it. Can you demonstrate that for the radio audience? Ah, ah, But like, where does that come from? That song, that sound. Like, look, most people would not have inserted that there. <laughs> I think it's a dessert. Sisters. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't, I don't, I don't know where it came from. Song. And plus, we wanted to. And we, we look at whoever's soloing, too. So it's also like, good job. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little hoot. Nico hoot. Nico hoot. Do you guys um, feel like you would want to collaborate with people that you wouldn't expect to be in your little folk world? Like, who would be the craziest person that you would want to team up with? That like, anybody? Yeah. <gasps> Bjork. Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same one. Yeah, we are. Oh yeah, we're 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 wanting to reach a reach a wider scheme. We've been we've been kind of paired in this bluegrass scene for a long time, and we're and we're moving away from bluegrass. So we're feeling like, how do we 
find more scenes. <laughs> yeah, we kind of want to be backup singers. Yeah. That out there in the universe. Yeah. Onto this podcast. <laughs> Listen up. Shook twins available for that's backup. That's kind of what Lucius does oh, no. on their really side, in their side uh, yeah. world. Yeah. yeah, we should team up with Lucius. Yeah, they got it covered. <laughs> I have one more question about uh, your arranging style. Um, when do you decide what instrument to play? Because you guys have a lot of multi instrument multi-instrumentalists in the band. Yeah. So is there something that speaks banjo, speaks glockenspiel? Like when does it all sort of start to come together? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, just kind of like just know. Yeah, yeah, just in the beginning, like, uh, yeah, I'm starting to put down the banjo a little bit more. Um, yeah, just as the song's coming about, I'll pick up the banjo and try to hear something that goes along to it, and then I pretty much know fairly quickly that like no this isn't the one this doesn't is, feel right yeah. so I just do an egg shaker or something I'm try. I really prefer to not have to play and sing like I go from being the full looper having to be the percussionist hold it down loop that sometimes when we're a four piece and I have a lot going on sometimes but my favorite is when I just get to sing or mm. play with tambourine or some sort of percussion which and I can just really lay into it and let my mind relax and way easier <laughs> mm, yeah. I get it being just a singer so I don't mean to say it, just a singer but mm. it's so much more fun <laughs> your cover of Gary Jules uh, Mad, World. Mad World I saw today mm. for the first time which was probably old for you but crazy awesome and new for me <laughs> yeah, super old actually. Mm. can you demonstrate how you would layer that loop because I think it's like hard for people to comprehend oh how a, a loop comes together as this orchestral kind of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a four or five layer loop. Starts with a beatbox. Start with a beatbox, yeah. It's like a, it's a combo between the Tears for Fears and the Gary Jules version. Mm-hmm. We're trying to like implement the, the, Gary, the Tears for Fears part of it, mm-hmm. kind of. But uh, So yeah, I start with the, like a... Well, how many bars? Four bar beatbox, and then I hit the record button and and loop another kind of beatbox with some more hi hat stuff to it and like a cymbal thing, and then uh, I hit the delay pedal, tap it out. It's like a river dance up there, just hitting the buttons. <laughs> and, we, and then I do the do 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 do, lay that down for a couple of rounds so it thickens it up, and then I. Sing a just like a vocal pad, kind of like almost an organ kind of thing. And then sometimes I'll do, if it's not like feeding back or being weird, I'll do a bass, kind of like a bass line. Boom. You do? Yeah. Uh, and then I, oh yeah, I think that's it. Four, about four loops. And then it's and it frees her up. Once that's all laid down, then she can harmonize with my lead. And then she can stop it. I like that dramatic effect where it's, and then bring it back in too, and drop the beat. Is it pretty even who sings lead? Yeah, I'd say I. Well, it started out with me singing lead more, Caitlin singing lead more because she was holding on the beatbox or doing other percussion stuff. So um, it ended up being a little uneven for a while, but I think it's evened out now. And you've released your music independently. Do you feel like there's a way to make this more sustainable that 
no one's thought of yet. <laughs> if we knew that, <laughs> don't you think we'd make it more sustainable? <laughs> well, it's like maybe you guys have some crazy tech that we haven't been hit to yet. Because the CD We're selling drugs on the side, boy. <laughs> the CD's being phased out. Yeah. yeah. iTunes actually won't exist next year. Really? Yeah. Whoa. What? Which is kind of frightening. Um, wow. The streaming companies obviously are kicking mm-hmm. ass and yet paying artists pennies. <laughs> so the question is, and you know, you have vinyl, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which people sometimes buy. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page there. <laughs> Costs incredible amount of money yeah. to make. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys make a living? Realistically, is it from live shows predominantly, or do you have donors? Do you have fundraising stuff that you guys do? It's live, live shows, shows predominantly. Yeah. yeah, we've done Kickstarters to do the albums, which will help offset the debt a little bit. But yeah, I mean, we just try to be as frugal as possible, but also try to be comfortable. You know, so mm-hmm. we end up being in, in debt quite a bit, but by the end of the year, it levels out a little bit. We haven't been terrible debt or anything but yeah it's hard out there I just I can't even imagine I just I don't know how I just got this total revelation of like how how does anybody make money how do the big people make money because I'm feeling like we finally make a little bit and then but as soon as you make more you want to get more like and then you're gonna get the tour bus and then you're gonna add the tour manager and the light guy and everything and so it's just like and just all your expenses go up if you start making more money so how I mean what you go this high and then the expenses get this high so how are you ever making money I just I had this final (laughs) realization like oh fuck can I cuss on this can we cuss on this (laughs) please do It was uh, very depressing because I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how anybody makes it. And anymore. yet some people are. Yeah, people make money. Yeah. Well, I've, look, I mean, the, what I've realized, I think, in the last few years is that music is much like any major business. Mm-hmm. There's the 1%, mm-hmm. and then there's everyone else, yeah, right? Because, exactly. like, I remember even our, our manager saying, like, look, you know, this festival is only paying you this much. Mm-hmm. But this group that I know, and I'm not supposed to tell you this, but they're a couple steps ahead of you. They got paid 200 grand for one set at the same festival that you got paid $8,000. Okay? They're a folk rock band, much like you in some form. Playing the same venues you were three, four years ago. Wow. Right? But they got 200 grand (laughs) for an hour set. Wow. And they're not even the main headliner at this festival. They're like fourth tier headliner. So there's, like, there is money. Yeah. Because people love music, Mm -hmm. right? It's like the fabric. Fabric of the lives. (laughs) But the question is, and the thing that no one wants to talk about, is are people hammering on our windows right now? The thing that no one wants to talk about, does that mystery folk rock band, which I won't name, oh my God. Wait. 
Okay, so people are making love in the next hotel room. Should I, turn, should I turn the gain up? <laughs> yes. It might be over. They look, they sounded pretty satisfied. Wait, don't we like know the people in these rooms? I don't know. It's, it's no one in our band, I think. <laughs> that would be really messed up. People would be cheating on their wives. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. You know, as these people were making love, they probably were listening to their favorite band. Yes. <laughs> Although I don't hear any music. <laughs> There's other things we're hearing. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we're all a little distracted. Now. What we're were like, we talking about? I thought they were doing construction, but really it was just people having a great time in the hotel room over. So, uh, I don't even know what I was asking at this point. Oh, yeah. Talking about money. The question is, folk rock band X, would they, for the greater good, take... 50 grand right, yeah. instead of 200 grand mm-hmm. and have Shook Twins instead of making 5 grand make 10 grand because mm-hmm. that would make a difference yeah. no right? they wouldn't yeah, but, would they, but given that choice I wonder you know like okay you can make this much or everybody else can get paid a little bit more but yeah, if you well, had that choice and then you're like no I want all of it I mean, then you're just the biggest dick so nobody would give them that choice <laughs> well because you guys probably have key markets that you like going to. Mm-hmm. I mean, Portland is probably your mm-hmm. your home market. It's your best market. Mm-hmm. What What are your other favorite places to play? Seattle, yeah, Denver, mm-hmm. uh, Idaho. Idaho. Our hometown in Idaho. Yeah, same point, Idaho. We got some pockets. If you could create your own music festival on a tropical island, mm-hmm. who are the first five bands you would book, dead or alive? Ooh. Ah. Bjork. <laughs> Bjork. Bjork number one. <laughs> um, Radiohead. Really? Yeah, do we? Um, the Beatles. Yeah. Okay, it's a solid first three. Ugh. Um, it's really expensive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Millions of dollars. Um, Tom Petty. Ooh. Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say John Prine. Ooh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I would say somebody the Bar Brothers. Mm. Have you heard of them? Into the Bar Canadians? Yeah, yeah. So right. What is your favorite food to eat on the road? I was just funny you asked that because I was just thinking like, oh, is it ten thirty? They're they're doing free tacos <laughs> behind the bin. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, they're yeah, tacos. tacos behind the main stage. Give me a taco any day. I'll be I like stoked. a taco. Uh, I like sushi. I always yeah. craving sushi. Give me that sushi, um, baby. We do a lot of, like, co-op uh, hot, like, salad bars. Mm. Yeah, we we pretty good on, on the road. Yeah. It's our biggest budget. Yeah. I mean, our biggest expense. Because we don't like to put shit into wow. the bods. You got to feel the good stuff for the bods. <laughs> All right, we're going to do a little stream of consciousness uh, mind games okay. and then we're going to play a song first thing you think of when I say the word stone peat moss <gasps> well you said peat I said moss That's <laughs> and I was burping in the middle of that song. I couldn't peat get moss. it out can we say it at the same time and see if we get any twin moments Ooh. Sizzle. Pie. Pie. <gasps> oh, yes. 
Wait, how? I'm trying to. It's a pizza joint in Portland. <laughs> okay. We said that together. Oh people. yeah, I've eaten there. That's place is good. <laughs> Patterns. Quilt. Quilt. <laughs> well, I yes. I, I did. I didn't hear that. Oh, quilt. she didn't. It's just the entire show should just be this. <laughs> this is awesome. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> <clears throat> Frankenstein. Green. Damn, I didn't. You gotta tell me when you're ready. Okay. Do another one. Well, what's what's the first thing you think? Uh, screw. I was gonna say that. <laughs> we play this on the road a lot. It's called Word Smash. Okay. Keep going. We can't look at each other. Yeah. But don't say it until you say, you're ready. Transcendent. Meditation. Meditation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, last one. Rainbow. Bright. Bright. Yes! <laughs> this, we've never done that. That was like yeah. six in a row. I feel like it was cheating a little for some reason. I'm not taking full credit, but we are really Is there like a, a moment where the, the electricity goes between the two brains? Like where it goes... I don't know. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We the got some twin tricks. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> well, I, thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, share your... Twinly wisdom. I never wanted a brother. I have a younger sister, but I just realized it would be pretty cool to have someone who could finish my sentences. It's pretty dope. Yeah. We don't know what loneliness is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that very many people can say that, so we feel really grateful a lot. That's awesome. And on that note, we're going to play a song. When did you guys write this tune? I wrote it. It's Lori. <laughs> I just wrote it. I went to Mexico in February. Oh, Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Went to Mexico, to Yalapa, this beautiful town, and I was listening to the music of some someone that's doing things to me. <laughs> I was just uh, drenched and drowning and trying to let something go, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to. Sad little number, mm-hmm. and it's uh, an experiment between us because we've never done this. This was her idea. She wanted to sing the song, but she wanted to have it doubled, and we've never done completely unison guitar and completely unison vocals before. Mm. And so that's what we're doing. I mean, I harmonized for a second, but it's mostly just all unison shit. Because I thought, why not? Why Has anybody done that? Up? Let you go Let you go
Big thanks to the Shook Twins, Caitlin and Lori Shook. And check out theshooktwins.com for tour dates, music, and more. And you can head over to thebluegrasssituation.com for past features on the Shook Twins, including a mixtape they shared on their favorite songs written and performed by siblings. The show on the road is hosted by me, Zach Lupiton, and produced by the handsome Hawaiian Chris Jacobs with support from the Bluegrass Situation team. If you love the show on the road, please leave us a review or rating over at iTunes.com slash show on the road. Tell your friends, and also be sure to check out BGS's ever-growing collection of podcasts up right now on the bluegrasssituation.com. The show on the road is a part of the BGS Podcast Network. This is Zach Lubiton. See you on the trail. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.